there before a thought to have this to make any sense of the idea of claiming the thought is yours. Yeah. You, there's got to be there's a there's a an inference that there's a stable someone which is identification, a stable someone that's there before all the some things. Yeah? And then some of the some things are claimed to be an act that the someone is doing. This is the mental act of claiming an action to imply the actor. Yeah? The action is seen as temporary because how could it not be? Yeah? Every action seems to start and end, but it uses the temporal the temporariness but to imply a permanence in the actor. So you become the one stable thing in all the instability. Like everything's coming and going, emotions, thoughts, this and that, body funk, body feelings and sensations, tons of that. But there's an inference that you're the stable thing. Yeah, that things are happening to you. Now if you saw yourself as a happening, not as what's not as someone that's happening to or for but as a happening, that whole premise wouldn't have any legs to stand on. But the mental state uses the flux to imply the stability. So you're the one who's had all the feelings that are obviously coming and going because I've never had just one feeling. So one feeling didn't happen and I've only been in one feeling this whole time. Tons of feelings have come and gone, but the feeler is assumed to be the one stable thing. This is the act of being identified. This is how it takes, it, it uses the fact of manifestation, all the verbing, to imply a noun. That's how it, this move is incredible. So the mental state is a verbing, but it implies that it's a noun. Yeah? It, gives itself, it gives itself a certain preeminence that it doesn't have any deserving of. Yeah? Because it's just, it's in, totally in the mix. It's totally verbing, totally verbing, totally verbing. Selfing is a verb. It's a verb. It's called the act of being identified as. That's the verbing. Yeah? So the selfing is constantly, constantly a pointing to the pointed. The mental state says there is a pointed, there is a pointed, there is a pointed by claiming all the pointing. So it takes a verb and it uses it to point to the noun. Yeah? But there is no noun, but the habit of constantly pointing, the mind pictures a noun after a while. It falls for it and pictures that I'm Paul. Yeah? I am Paul that should have done this or shouldn't have done that. I am Paul who once had this and doesn't have that. I am Paul that this feeling should have stabilized and it hasn't, so it must be because of me. I didn't do enough. I didn't have enough. I didn't get enough. Yeah? It's always, it's like constantly a loop of self-importance. It's like burrowing into its own ass and then coming out of its mouth and then burrowing back in. And it just goes over and excavates, excavates, just goes on and on and on and on and on. And the feeling it's producing or the assumption is that there's someone there. And that gives us the relevance that we don't deserve, you know. And so it's, we get crestfallen when someone we liked once doesn't like us anymore because you can see that you're not relevant to them anymore and it kills you, you know, because all you want is to be relevant. You want to be, have some meaning and it's really a huge threat when you see the meaninglessness of what's going on. It doesn't mean it's bad or good. You see, even the word meaninglessness, it's how it's heard can make it feel like, oh, that's... Ooh. 
I don't want anything to do with meaninglessness. But meaninglessness is the fact. We're giving everything all the meaning it has because no thing has any meaning in and of itself. We're the only thing that has meaning that can give meaning. Nothing, every meaning that's been given to us has been given to it by us. Yeah? Like the Course in Miracles says, it's not perception, it's projection. Projection is first. The mind projects the dreaming. Then the body perceives it as a real solid thing. And then the body has to deal with the effects that real solid thing is applying on it. Yeah? This is the dream of all dreams. Yeah? So, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. We forget that we're dreaming by remembering we're a self, basically. That's how we forget it. Yep. We forget that we're dreaming. And in that forgetfulness, we give everything we've dreamt the power to affect us. That's the situation. Watch your day. Watch your day. One day, the same thing can really bum you out. The next day, it doesn't have the ability to bum you out. Did it lose the ability to bum you out? No, because it never had the ability to bum you out. You, the mind, used it to bum itself out, yeah, by giving it meaning. And then the next day it felt better, so it didn't use it anymore. So you go, wow, that thing that's always bothering me is giving me a break. No, it's, it, the thing isn't giving you a break. You just didn't give it the same meaning you gave it an hour ago. Just like I see someone now, I may have given her a different meaning an hour ago. Now I have a different meaning for her. Yeah? The other meaning I may not have been happy with, so of course I said, it's her, and then now the meaning is happy with, oh, it's her. Yeah? <laughs> really, nothing in the herness changed. <laughs> really, it was more how I was feeling, yeah? And it always, you always, like we had this thing, this, I went to a meeting, and they read this thing for recovery. Well, I brought it up, and then I heard it twice more the same week, which blows my mind. I saw the same speaker twice, and she used the same thing, which is the great reality within. All right? So you follow this. So if, if, if you ever find the great reality, it isn't in Idaho or Nebraska. It's usually in you. Yeah? You're, you're, you may be in Idaho when you find it, but you may say, oh, it was Idaho, but it was you because you were there. Yeah, or in Hawaii, or in that wave, or in the cave. But this, there's this one persistent thing that it seems like you're always there if you ever find the great reality. Because <laughs> maybe you're the great reality. <laughs> I don't know how it escapes us all the time. So people are saying this, they're talking about it, and so the great reality within. Well... <clears throat> Wouldn't it just presuppose that maybe if you negated what you thought you were, you would find out that you are the great reality instead of trying to find the great reality as what you're not, which seems to make it very unavailable, even though they keep telling you it's right where you are. Fuck, I can't find it. How could I be missing it if it's right where I am? Because it's how we're looking. Because we have, we have seemingly moved ourselves out of the great reality to sort of look for it. So we've made actually this the false great reality, the sense of being a someone. And that sense of someone preempts the great reality. We become the great reality as a someone because we are the great reality. If the great reality wants to play this game that everything's all about me, it's going to all seem to be about you. 
No, with no one ever, no one else agrees in, your, in the whole world. You've been walking downtown Mill Valley getting your latte, and you're totally thinking it's all about you. No one else is thinking it's all about you. Probably. They're all thinking it's all about them. Yeah? So, all these, and the only thing that allows, it's like, what brings all those, the moth of attention and interest is this little false light bulb, me which is produced and charged by claiming. That's what selfing does. Its movement is to claim. So in action, it claims that that implies the actor. A feeling implies, it claims, it implies the feeler. So what is more important? All the feelings you thought you had today or the one who had them? Obviously, that story continues. After you've, com- after you've claimed, the mental state has claimed all these feelings today, what's usually left? Are the feelings left, or is it you left? Is the feeling of being you left? So all the feelings are used to produce the sense or the feeling of being you. All the thoughts help claim and being seen as your thoughts are used to infer or to produce a sense of being you. That's all it's about. All the activities of the apparatus, the mental state is claiming, and using them for a nefarious end, which is to produce a sense of being a someone. Yeah? It would be great if it was working, but it's gone haywire. The, the machinery, the programming is turned in on itself. Yeah? It's like so absorbed in itself, it's gone way too far, and then all of its intentions, like most people in recovery, when they have self-will, it tends to produce the exact opposite intention they wanted. Yeah? And you would think, I really wanted this, and I really went for it, why did I get the exact opposite? Because that's how it works here. Yeah? That's how it works. It's try- life's trying to tell you. If you get totally absorbed in something and you thought it was going to make it really great, it does the exact opposite. It, you produce a Frankenstein, like that mm-hmm. Shelley, that lady uh, who wrote the Frankenstein. You know, the idea of producing life seemed to produce an abomination. Well, what selfing is? Selfing is the desire to become. It doesn't want to just be what it is, which is isness. It has a, the mental state has a desire to become something other than what it is. That's the whole point. It's a desire to become. If you look at selfing, all it is is a desire to become and unbecome. It's constantly trying to become something to itself during the day or unbecome something that it believes it is already. So you're either trying to get out of some feeling or get into some feeling. All day. The mental state is always, it's always looking. Always looking. Always seeking. Yeah? Always trying to fortify what can't be fortified. Always trying to secure what can't be secured. And it knows it deep down. That's why it has that underlying anxiety. It knows that it's, in, it's inherently empty. It knows it doesn't exist. But it fucking doesn't want that to seem so. So it huff and puffs all day. It's exhausting. <clears throat> this isn't about this being perfect, man. If it was, none of us we could we wouldn't have we could we'd have to stay in our house all fucking day and not have any contact with any person or any animal or anything <laughs> because something would be seen to be implying that you're not perfect and then 
because you thought you became that, or you now have unbecome perfection, the guilt and shame arises, and then the contraction occurs, and more and more, and on and on and on and on. It's like a self-fulfilling system. Yeah? Self just fulfills itself all day, trying to get out of it or trying to get in it. It just keeps fulfilling itself. Yeah? Because it's all mental, all mental. Like it says, and Einstein said, you can't go to what produces the problem for a solution to it. And in AA, they say the problem resides in the mind. What are, what, what's going on that could be called mind? Thoughts. The problem resides in the thoughts. All right, so I'm going to stop the thoughts. And that's a fucking thought. The problem resides in the thought, and the basis of the problem by, by being in the thoughts is there's a one thought that you're the thinker that keeps getting emphasized. You're the thinker, you're the doer, you're the haver, you're the feeler. This is my time, my money, my, 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 my. That's the bondage of self. You see it, immediately you're free from it. Because you are it. You are the great reality. There is no within if anything is within the great yet reality is the, the appearance of the body. Yeah. The, the great reality is not in the appearance of the body. The body is appearing in the great reality. And how can we escape the fact that we're that great reality? Now, it sounds crazy to go on, head on to it and affirm, in an affirming style, but the best way is to back into it by negation. So you see what you're not, and you'll find out what you are. You don't have to say, I'm the great reality, I'm the great reality, because it would be what you're not affirming that it's the great reality. But if, exactly. So if you just go to, I'm not that, and then the whole system quiets, and then you find out. It leaks from the back of the canvas. Yeah, it leaks from the back, and so every once in a while you look down and say, hey, Jesus Christ, things are going differently than I would think, you know, and stuff like that. So you get intimations through the expression of what can't be truly seen here. Yeah. So then you give up the whole idea, I want to know, I want to find out why I'm fucked. Why not just start with, are you actually fucked? Yes, I am. All right, well, who is it? Therefore, you don't know. You don't know who's fucked. You really don't. The fucked is being used to imply a you. That doubles the fuckness, really. It does. If you could just see, hey, fuckness is happening. All right. But if it's not you, it has, it's going to follow everything else's nature. It's going to come and go. It's definitely not going to stay in that one modality. It's going to vibrate and move and do, do, do. It's, gonna, it's a living cloud moving, being pushed by variables like the sun on it and wind, and it's going to go. Yet the sky doesn't go along with it. What you are was aware of it. Just like when people go into deep depression. You ever read someone's account of being in deep depression? It's one of the clearest writings you ever hear. The clarity of mind is still available. It's just seeing what's going on. And, then, and of course, the seeing isn't just that. Then the seer is implied, the one who has depression. And there's the double whammy. Now the mental state gets invested in having depression because it's mining an identity out of it. Just like the old story of the pooper scooper guy. You know, the guy with the house and he 
he's got the beautiful lawn in the back and he loves running around with no shoes on in the morning dew and he has a lot of his social belonging and sense of well-being is based on that lawn. He has bowling, you know, lawn bowling and picnics and, and you know, horseshoe things and people come over every weekend. They ramp around there. And then one day he jumps off the porch and he's and he without shoes and he steps in some shit, you know. So whoa, it puts a little like uh, damper on his freedom. Goes back in immediately. Something's given to the situation. He's got to wear shoes now. Yeah. All right. Starts it starts sort of uh, tolerating things. Yeah. All right. I got to wear shoes. Then he he leaves, comes back an hour later, and he steps somewhere else. But there's shit there too. And after a while, he sees this shit all over the lawn. He calls up his friends, no meeting this week, this shit all over the lawn, and bowling tournaments done, everything like that. And so what happens? He tries to figure out. He gets to a point he can't figure out. just closes the thing. He locks the door, never goes out on the porch anymore. He gets pictures of lawns, and he reminisces. And he goes to some bar, and he talks to some guy who has the same situation. They drink together, and they're bitching about, oh, yes, I loved it when I had my lawn, and this and that. And then he gets saved. He starts, a lot of people have the same situation. So now he starts sharing about what it's like not to be able to enjoy his life like he used to. And he becomes a big circuit speaker. And then some guy comes in and says, I think I have a solution for you. And he says, what? Get pooper scoopers. And if you get really good at scooping shit, man, there'll be moments where you'll have a two-by-six piece of ground where it'll be clear. You, can maybe, you can't lay down, but you can you know, stand there. It won't smell like high heaven. And he says, all right. And you get really good, and people who have the same problem hear about it. And so they start asking you to go to their meetings, and you're sharing and pontificating what it's like. But I've I found a solution, man, picking up shit. I'm, I got two at the same time, and, and I've got some models, sort of like my shirts. i got some models I'm selling. <laughs> Autograph, super, super models. Buy a couple and get really good, and here's a book. You, you know, 12 bucks, buy it. Follow the directions, you'll get good, and you'll have a little bit of your lawn back. Oh, hallelujah. We found a solution. Yeah? So then, all right, some guy comes in, and now he's got, he's a big circus speaker, he's got jackets with autograph, with two pooper scooper, like crossing bones, you know, and he's like a big dude in this pooper scooper world. And so some guy comes and says, hey, I heard you have a problem. I said, I don't have a problem. You know what I mean? Actually, you know, a huge identity has grown out of the problem. He's like a, he's a master. He's like a pooper scooper therapist, you know, he's got a, he's, he's recognized all around the world. He's got a lot of respect. So the guy says, hey, well, if you, want, if you want the solution, here it is. Find the dog. Yeah? Why wouldn't you think the guy would rush right to that solution? Because his mind, his mental state's invested in being that one who has the pooper scooper solution. He doesn't want to give up that solution because there's a whole lot of him in that solution. This solution, there's none of him. Yeah? None of him here. He may not be a circuit speaker. He's not going to have jackets he can sell or fucking books to put out. Yeah? But he's going to be free from the problem because all the shit comes from the dog. But if see, if you love the dog, and I'm saying we're past that point, we're identified as the dog, you can't entertain being free of it because you want it to come along on your journey to freedom. The identification preempts any possibility of radical freedom because you want to be free as the problem. You want to get freedom for the problem, but not from it. Because the problem, or whatever, it's not even a problem, it's just, a, it's just an effect that's occurring by a mistaken identity that 
there's an investment in that. I want that to continue. And it will continue. You go to spiritual meetings, it's continuing. People are sitting there waiting to get it. They want to be just like they are, but they want to have the experience of being a non-self as a self. They want to have the experience of non-self, but they want to have it as the self. It's going to stump you. Every freaking meeting you ever go to, there'll be that wanting to get something which precludes anything happening, really. Because you are already that which you're seeking. But being that, that's that. There's not much to make out of it. Yeah? But if you're seeking for that, there's a whole lot can be made out of that. You can find a whole new identity. And you may appreciate this identity more than the last identity you seem to have, which is being an addict. But they're still both bondings to self. You're identified as a something trying to get something for that something, even if it's nothing. You're going to still use nothing to get something. That's why this message hasn't changed in years. It's there to disarm. Disarm, 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 disarm. Not arm you, not prepare you, just disarm, 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 disarm. Because one day it will dawn on you, Jesus, I'm what I've been looking for. The great reality isn't within me. There's no me. That's the great reality. Then you're rooted in what you've been putting off. Even if it's just an inch away, it's thousands of miles. If the mental state can put an inch between you and you, it's a thousand miles. That's a huge amount of field for it to work with. I swear to God. (laughs) You see it just with that little opening. Look what it does with the word enlightenment. It produces more suffering. People would be so much better off they never heard the word enlightenment. Or awakening. Awakening has been a bane to so many people. It's another way of judging how off they are all day. I wasn't awake. I was really not awake. Or I was. It's all set. It's still the sense of a someone who has something. Yeah. But Paul, when I, I kind of uh, reply, um, looked at it myself, it's like every every uh, language language is used to get blinded. Every yeah. sentence, every every word is, is about the identity of me, or when you yeah. talk with the personal. Everything is it goes back to that. It can be, but you're still prior to that. You're not the effect of that. You're prior to it. See, you can see its effect, yeah. but you're not at the effect of it. You have to participate in it by being somewhat a sort of a dazed out or confused or asleep. Yeah. Yes? In that sense, then, it's like a, it's the repetitive lullaby that puts you to sleep. I get that, but I, I mean, it's like a design. It's, it's almost designed to keep you in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a subjective language used by objects. Yes. Yeah. That's what it does. I know I, when I first started doing these talks, some guy got in touch with me. He wanted to start a new language. I said, Jesus Christ, that's a lot of work, you know, <laughs> trying to take the subjectiveness out of it. But if you just see it, it's yeah. just as if you took it out of it. Yeah? If you see it, if you just see that, you know, the, the, the language implies I have a lot to do with things I have nothing to do with. That's what basically the fact is, yeah? 
So like with the hair, I used to use the example of hair. It seems yeah. obvious, but it's funny, but it's true. It sounds like if you're talking that I'm doing, I'm growing my hair, and look at what a great job I'm doing. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just insane. You know, I mean, but this is happening all day. Yeah, the language is inferring, is being used to infer or assume that there's a someone. That's what it does, yeah. That's what we can be saddled with. But you're going to hear it, but you don't need to listen to it. See, that's the point. Yeah, it's not about changing the thought system or vanquishing it. It's about realizing you're not the thinker. You're going to lose interest in it. But also the interest is get lost about, I see that when when I'm with people or in the conversation is about building up that, so I, I'm losing the interest, so there's no interest to have a conversation because it's all built up of, you know, um, having their story, but it seems like it it, it falls away. It's, it's I don't know, it's something that I feel like the interest to to have like meeting people it's all based on that yeah but see underneath there it's, it's the great reality meeting itself so if you hold that to it like a lot of times at meetings I go to meetings where if I say something a lot of people may disagree with what I say or a lot of when I hear what they say I don't agree with it but I sense the presence of the whole space yeah I don't care the individuals aren't that important so there's a lot of conversations. I'm sure people held the space up to hear me speak. And the same thing, when I'm with people, I'm not taking what they're saying to be the God's honest truth. Yeah, I sense the presence that's behind it. Yeah, so. Yeah, but uh, what I mean is actually, what I actually meant with that is it's losing the interest on the story. I don't know yeah. what I meant that you're getting or... That, that I, yeah, losing the interest in the story is that and, so and losing the interest to to get involved or you meeting people and this all builds up on that and so there is it's almost like falling away. There is no no juice there. Yeah, know? yeah, I understand that. But then see what happens too. This is what happened with me with that is that then I lost interest in that, but I got really gained interest in the space that we all represent. So, a lot of ways I contact people is by listening to them share about things, and the same with them, with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's, but it's not the, it's the language, is, or the words are just, there's a presence behind the words that I'm more interested in holding the space for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I had that period, sure, man. That's why I stayed away from relatives' parties most of my life. <laughs> you know, my mother, I, when I saw my mother, she'd say, well, do you have a job? And, and your haircuts? Yeah, I had a haircut, Mom. That was the end of no more talking. You know? As long as I looked good, she was all right. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> no, they didn't ever want to talk to me since I was young. After the shit hit the fan, they had really, let's just keep Paul in a different pasture over there. And, you know, he looks good. <laughs> hey, but, can I speak to him now, Paul? You look fine, man. There's uh, no d'oeuvres over there. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to... Of course you lose interest in that, because every language we're trying to, a lot of times language, we're presenting a mirror, and we're asking the person to hold it up, yeah? So, 
they're all talking about them, and you're, you're supposed to be holding a mirror up so that they can see them. Yeah. And then there's a deal that you yeah. give them a mirror, and they'll hold it, and you get to see you. Yeah, and that's the deal. Yeah. And as long as we stay on those rules, then it's good. <laughs> hey, you've been holding the mirror way too long, you know. Hey, I'm just, I want a little in the mirror. Hey, let's talk about me for a while. And okay, all right, well, let's have a meeting, and I don't think the balance is right. I've been fucking listening to your shit for a lot more than you've been listening to my shit. Okay, we got to change that a little bit. All right, so let me get a bigger mirror. You'll have less time, but it'll be bigger, you know. So you can speak about spiritual things, and I'll really, oh, oh yeah. Right. And let me talk about shopping. And yeah, so we have a little deal, and there we go. You know? It works, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like blind people trying to touch themselves in the dark. I was trying to, <laughs> lack of understanding. Two languages, unbelievable. I mean, isn't the most frustrating thing? Really, it is. I mean, because everyone only hears, as soon as something comes out of your mouth, it's out of your jurisdiction. They, you know, I've done this so many times with public talks where I'll say something, and I believe there's a meaning in it that I'm saying it. And five different people will come and say, I really liked what you said. And they'll tell me, and it was not at all what I was attempting to imply, but what I shared. So after a while, you just realize it's just out, you know, just out of your jurisdiction. As soon as it comes out here, and anyone makes it what they're going to make it. Yeah, so what? It's just a big dance. The great reality is going to be here way... This is just like a, a light show, and there's this huge screen of allness, and the light show. You can get engaged with it. It's part of the fun. But when you go, you know, really put yourself completely into that glove then everything you sense, feel, taste, touch, think is going to be interpreted by that glove. It's like that old thing I used to use. If, you, if we were in a world with only one sense and that sense was feeling, yeah, there were, and that scriptures would be about this incredible place you could go and you would, you, would be, you would be rubbing up against thousands of rose petals and the softness of it would be like the softness of the, the ass of a baby and this and that. So you read the scriptures, but all the while you have a glove on, your one sense, yeah? And that, gr- gr- that glove is rough, yeah? So everything you touch feels rough, yeah? So the rose doesn't override the glove. Yeah, what a, the baby's ass wouldn't override the glove. The glove would give the meaning to the experience. Yeah, so you would feel lacking from what the scripture was implying. You weren't getting that. You weren't getting it. So then it turns into belief and dogmatism and fundamentalism. You believe that's true, but you don't have the spirit of it. What would happen is if you entertained, maybe you're not the glove. So then your hand would come out. And then you would walk through that garden of roses and you would get the experience of what the scriptures were saying. You'd feel the incredible softness. Yeah? But most of us were covered with this idea of being identified. And so the identification in this ball game of life is the myth that rises up to catch everything. And it gives meaning to what it catches. It doesn't usually get overridden by, the, by what it catches. It gives meaning to what it catches. Yeah? So if it's, let's say, a, uh, a, a baseball glove, every ball is a, baseball, is a ball game. If it's another type of glove, it's a golf game, yes? The glove gives the meaning to the event, not what's happening. That's the act of being identified. Our interest and attention has been slipped into a mental glove, 
and we're interpreting everything from the mental gloves take on it yeah we have yearnings and we have uh, senses of it it's, it's got to be different than this but we still not knowing that it's a glove we're taking to be the hand we never pull it out so we keep trying to make the, convince the glove to get the love and the compassion but the glove is rough it's not going to get it. It's looking for to get something for itself, yeah, most of the time. But if the hand would come out, it would be a whole new ball game. We're just entertaining the possibility that we're the hand, so to speak. Yeah? So that the hand would pull out, doesn't have to do anything to the glove, just pull out of it, yeah? Or even wear it loosely and realize, hey, this is an interpretation, but there's a real deal going on underlying the interpretation, yeah? Glove or no glove, I'm the hand. Yes. So how I get to be the hand is I recognize I'm not the glove. Yeah. The hand isn't going to recognize it's a hand as a glove. It's got to see that it's not a glove, and then that's the hand. Yeah. Most spiritual practices is assuming that you're the hand. Well, actually, you're appearing as a glove, and then the glove trying to be a hand. Yeah. So the glove tries to be the hand. That's why they fail. It's about realizing you're not the glove, and all it is is a, is a possibility uh, downloads, which when it happened with me, some, the message downloaded, and then I was reading this book on recovery, and it says self is what has defeated us. I saw self as a foreign installment. I saw it as a mental parasite. I saw it as something other than what I am. And as soon as I had that hit... The next moment, what I could ent- what I entertained, which I hadn't in all these years looking for shit, was I can be free from it. All I needed was the possibility, it's not me, to open up to the possibility I can be free. Before, I was trying to be free as it, which was stifling any possibility of being free, because I can't be free as that. But as soon as I saw I'm not that, the idea that I could be free became possible, and then it started playing out in this life. How freedom looks, and it looks totally different than I thought. I thought it was going to put me in an exalted state, usually higher up in this chair, Mm -hmm. with wearing nice robes or, you know, and long hair and having, you know, kicking back all day, which I'm doing that, but not with the long robes and hair. So a lot of things it changed. It didn't. It, the selfing, the Paul continued to be Pauling, but there was just a relief from all the Pauling because Pauling, seen as me, demands work. I'm going to have to improve myself, man. I have so many fucking faults and characteristic defects, and Jesus Christ, it's going to be. I got to get on with this. I got to use every second that I've been so graciously given to work, work, never stop improving. And it, that engine was really driven by itself for a while. When I saw it wasn't me, I lost interest in improving me. <laughs> As you can see. <laughs> I lost a lot of interest in improving and getting over things and working things out. I'm not into that. I'm just not into it. I'm not into I'll stick with it for the long haul. I don't want to. I don't have the interest. Oh, it'll be really great. I don't really care. I'm fine now. I'd rather be left alone. Bo, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, you should you should want to swim in the depths of what you've realized. Fuck, the surface is great. Just stay right here. This is as deep as you want to be. You know what I mean? You should really be going deeper. Why? 
Oh, it would attune the message. No, you wouldn't believe how the message stays clear. It's me what, reading Yankee blogs and fucking, you know, buying shirts and, you know, hanging out, going to thrift stores. That's what keeps it fresh. I cannot, I thought it would be the other way, but that's not what I, that's not the message I got. The message is no more retreats, no more this, no more of that. No fucking more. None. Don't, there's not, you don't need any of that. All right. I'll go for it. Yeah. And it's, I, at least I've been proved to be helpful to certain people. And that, you know, like I read this thing I really liked by uh, the first black baseball player, uh, Jackie Robinson. He says, you know, my life doesn't mean anything except how it affects other lives. I really thought that was cool. He said, my life doesn't mean anything except what it, how it affects other lives. It was a pretty cool view, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, how he was used, look at it. He was used, he opened up sports for black guys. You know, he had no intention of that. He was just being used, just like we all are, in our own little theaters every day. We're being used. The great choreographer is the great reality. Great reality in rest and in manifestation, the great choreography. Not R, but E, yeah? Just in verb. And it's nice to go play with it, just to be that hose and let that water come through and be used. And then the times that you're so off, fuck it, you know? Have your pretzels and <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know? <laughs> the horse doesn't have to be perfect to be ridden. <laughs> if you're useful, you'll be ridden. <laughs> just stay open to being useful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something personal, really. 